2: don't quit before the miracle happens! Hey, with an effective character, so we're guys sitting around talking about a personal experience in recovery. Hey, I'm Mike.
0: I'm Dennis. James here.
2: The opinions are Don't represent a particular institution, what, organization, what, or fellowship? I read that what? wrong. Today, we'll be sharing our experience about, what is it, romanticizing the drink. That's one of those days. Episode 205 of the <laughs> Effective Characters Podcast. Let's go! all right hey you know it doesn't you know when they go "Ooh, somebody's got a case of the mondays it doesn't have to be monday to feel like you got a case of the mondays isn't that right james indeed especially if it is monday my favorite thing do you have you have set days that you have off from your job right james
0: yeah sundays and mondays but i work today and
2: i'm working today so technically (laughs) your monday is not monday it's Tuesday. sunday it's well it's sunday is technically saturday if you had those days off right yes yeah so confusing good yeah. golly so so much so dennis i know uh you came up with the topic so why don't we start with you the last week how everything has been
1: uh everything's been okay um Nothing too exciting that I can think of. Talked with Don a couple of times this week. Uh, talked with Ray, who's on yet another trip. He got like diverted because of the wildfires in Canada, and he was going to do a train tour in Canada. So he's a little upset about that. But um, other than that, just working on the YouTube stuff. And chilling nothing. yeah, this week seems like it's gone by a little fast. I don't know. because how much
2: because of how much you're doing?
1: Mm, no, I don't think so. I don't know. I recorded a lot, but that's just playing the video game like I normally do, so I don't know. <laughs> Nice. Well, that's cool.
2: It's, it's pretty pretty good. How's setting up the meetings? You've been able to take, take that on uh, consistently now the last, what, three years, four years, five years?
1: Yeah. It's the same. Mondays, I was told to make half the amount of coffee because evidently no one shows up on Mondays because I guess they have the case of the Mondays. So instead of making 60 cups, I make 30 cups. I go Mondays and Friday. Yeah, Fridays. It's pretty simple. I, oh, when I hung out with Carmelo, he uh, expressed interest in picking up a coffee day on Mondays. Uh, but so when he gets back from Arizona, he wants to talk about that. But I imagine it's not going to be giving him. My day, I think he'll just show up and do it with me because, you know, he's in his 70s and you got to move tables and chairs. So I don't want to leave him to that. So he can, like, make the coffee and then maybe I'll do the tables and chairs for him or whatever. But we'll see. But yeah, that's a consistent thing.
2: Noise. James, how's
1: everything been?
0: Good. I went to the meeting this morning and the coffee was really good thank you last week i went to one of the meetings and the coffee was like it was like a light tea and <laughs> i put and i put creamer in it and it it tasted like like i don't know it was awful so i just i kind of shifted my mind and i was like dude this is some nice broth with a light <laughs> <laughs> with a little bit of caffeine in it so you know i just shifted my mind so i could enjoy it um, but no, the coffee was good this morning. And I noticed that there weren't a lot of people on. It was coming out slow. I was like, there's not a lot of coffee in here. I, I physically noticed that.
1: So that was funny. Yeah, it's only half as much. But that's funny about the bad coffee is your wife a few weeks ago complained to me about that. And I was like, that's not my day. I didn't do it. My coffee's good. And I
0: you know, I, I don't know who it was. One of the old timers like, said, If you complain about the coffee, you need to come and make it yourself. Yeah. Yeah. I just keep it between me and my wife.
1: (laughs) We'll find out who it is and then we can like teach them how to make it right. That was my next thing. When you teach Carmelo,
0: make sure you teach him right. (laughs) Yeah, don't screw it up, Dennis. And it's
1: it really not easy. It's not hard. As long as you know how many scoops, that's all
0: you do. Right? As much as I appreciate you coming and setting up the meeting, I would gladly switch spots with you and set up the meeting if you would actually come to the meetings and be there with us. And you could draw with me and Jarrett because he's drawing all meeting long like we used to.
1: So he's doing the work of two people. I talked, I talked to Jarrett like a couple of weeks ago or last week, I guess and he was talking about me coming to the meeting or whatever and i told him that i will officially think about it so okay. good, good, that, good, that's that's officially i'm thinking about it but i'm not committed to what meeting i'll go to first <laughs> but the morning
0: ones i mean don't waste. Well, no
1: time. more but what day is what i mean but
0: yeah oh probably mondays and fridays
2: yeah, those ones are trash. You could really help with those. <laughs> Thanks. To, is that what you meant, James? Those are the days that he makes coffee, so he's already there. Oh, perfect. Yeah. Right? So that way James doesn't even have to make coffee, because you're already going to be there, so you can make it too. In other
0: news, I um, I joined the Advent Health Celebration Hospital gym. <sighs> And it's really cool because after, after I work out, there's a cafeteria right there.
2: Nice. They they, they the, got good the, food. Like three. Maybe
0: it's like a I was like, this is like nineteen eighties prices. It was That's cool. awesome. Yeah. So, um, other than that, uh, I picked up yesterday and today, um, at Disney. And I'm working eight straight days in a row. So that should be fun. I need to pick up some extra days because of um, I was off a lot with the boys when the boys were visiting. And I listened to last week's episode. Uh, it sounded good. Talitha sounded the best, the audio quality, and I was the second best. But you guys in the front with the AC did mm-hmm. not. Absolutely. Absolutely. That was too loud. Mm-hmm. And we need to either turn that all the way down or do it remotely or just stay. I active.
2: tried to. I tried to turn it down. Yeah. And I remember you guys in the back saying that it, you needed it colder. Yep. So,
0: <laughs> and I this, listened, so I was listening to Danny's story. And um, one of the things that he said was, you know, isn't it funny how you see a lot of people with one to five years and then a lot of people with over 20. But you never see them in between. And uh, I think
2: I know why. Why is that? Because when life gets busy, it's very difficult to be able to make everything um, kind of fit together. It's challenging for those people. Because it was actually in my home group, uh, back when I first got sober, that was brought up. And somebody said it and it makes a little bit of sense. It's 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 almost like um, you have to fight, you know, the the built in forgetter that a lot of people have that when things are going good, you don't think you have to go and you think you got it, you know. So I think that is what the most common, I guess, excuse for a lack of better term that, oh, I don't need it like I used to. And then people hit you in your head like the old timers and go, Hey dummy, it's not about you. It's about the other people. People were there for you. Now you have to be there for them. That's the, you know, not to sound like it, but Danny's not here anymore. You know, you need somebody to, to take his spot and actually fill that seat. And why not you? Yeah. Is that harsh? That might be harsh. I don't really care. I think, um, I think it needs to be said, and you know what? I also need to take, um, I need to take a bit of that advice myself, and make sure that I'm I'm there more for the, uh, the next generation. You know, because if if I was new and in my 20s, I would much rather respect and look at the people that have the amount of time that we have that are in their 30s and 40s rather than someone that's in their 60s and 70s and has 30 years and has no idea what I've been through and what I'm going through, you know? Yeah.
0: How has your week been, Mike?
2: Uh, Pretty good. It is uh, is busy. All the, uh, you know, the promises coming true. I have, um, I guess, been trying to juggle the cuz I'm not a lazy person but the amount of stuff that I have said yes I can do I think it's hit a uh, a breaking point like I, I think I need to take care of my well-being my mental like uh yeah I I don't like having to wake up at from when I get up till 2 hours before bed everything is booked and during that time, I'm usually multitasking and I, I hate it. I hate being like, Oh, we're going to record the podcast and then realize that I told you guys um, the very minute that my last um, obligation was supposed to be done because it always, things run late. Right. So I try to give like 10 minutes of wiggle room for it, but it's, it's just uh, it's a lot. So. It prevents me from appreciating what I actually have in my life um, when every single minute is booked up. So I'm hoping that this week I'll be able to uh, to tackle that because the, the weekend was good, but I had to cancel plans because um, my fiance deals with some anxiety. And if she doesn't have time off, she gets easily stressed out. So I had to cancel on plans that i usually would never cancel on you know but um yeah so just kind of trying to deal with some of that and appreciating the the time that we have with the podcast so we can do it every single week and if you can extend a thank you to t uh last week james also being a part of it uh yeah you know always love that so romanticizing the drink this is the dentist topic this week
1: yeah. Was that yes. your segue for me yes. to start yes. talking? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to like preposition a comment, like, where'd you come up with that or something? Nope. Okay. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's my topic. And uh, I, think, I think the reason that it was on my mind is I've been watching this show called Ballers which was an HBO show called, uh, starring Drew, Dwayne the Rock Johnson, which everyone loves Dwayne the Rock Johnson, right? Um, but it's one of those shows where they, like, drink, like, every other scene. And when there's, like, they're having a bad day, they they, like get a scotch instead of a normal drink and if they're having celebrations they're doing shots instead of a normal drink but there's so much drinking in it where it's like just casual and it's also one of those shows that like deals with like financing and big money and football players and lamborghinis that kind of stuff so it's really like romanticizing this whole kind of lifestyle in a way and you know i think that's a common problem or I I don't know like I guess problem for lack of a better word for like early recovery where we you know we want to be sober we're still having issues with it but we like can romanticize the drink or the drug or whatever you know and i remember early on in recovery where like, I didn't really want to drink. And it wasn't really like, too much a problem. Because like, you know, I had a year and a half sober. So I dealt with a lot of those craving and urges early on on my couch or whatever. Um, but even like, within the first year, or maybe even two, like I'd catch myself every once in a while, like standing in line at the gas station or the grocery store, And you know how they always have like the racks of wine right there where you can see them and stuff. And I'd look at it and I'd find myself thinking about like uh, sitting on the porch at night on a cool evening, drinking a glass of wine or something and how like relaxing that would be. And, you know, I wouldn't play around with it much because I would remind myself was like, okay, maybe that does sound good but it's never happened in my whole like drinking career. Right. So like I might start like drinking a bottle of wine or a glass of wine or whatever to relax but that would end up being a bottle of wine and then another bottle of wine and then like more on top of it. And it wouldn't stop until I'm blacked out and then waking up the next morning, like feeling like shit, wondering what I did, you know? Um, so I think it's really easy to get stuck in like this whole idea of this fantasy of what drinking is, you know, you see it in the beer commercials and stuff where it's like Corona with the lime and the, the ice and the the condensation dripping down the bottle and it's on a beach with a, unrealistically blue sky and unrealistically white sand and a pretty girl in a hammock, you know, and you're like, Oh, wouldn't that be the life? But like, that's not what it's like, you know? So I got to like, you know, luckily like that doesn't really happen to me anymore, but early on I had to like, when I caught myself thinking like that or like kind of romanticizing it, I had to, you know, put on the reality, reality blockers and be like, look, this is what it was really like, you know, it was really like being hungover, waking up in my own vomit, uh, getting calls the next day, going like, where, where'd where you go last night? Or like wondering how I got home, because the last thing I remembered was in a, being in a bar or a club, and now I'm waking up like many hours later, having no idea what happened in between or how I even ended up where I am, you know? And you know, like, yeah, I guess that's that's what I got to say about that. What do you guys think?
0: Well, Dennis, James, it's um, romanticizing romanticizing the drink is kind of like ah, drunk dreams for me. It's they they come, it, the feeling comes as quickly as it leaves you know for me like dennis was saying i can definitely play the the tape forward and be like yeah you know it was it was good for a while i would love going into a bar and ordering the drink and feeling good before i even got the drink you know before i even took a sip i was already feeling better because i knew that it would i would be feeling better And, um, you know, after years of abusing the drink and drugs, you know, you get to a point where um, you're just destroying everything, including your body, the lives around you. So uh, I was fortunate enough to have a a spiritual experience. And, um, you know, whenever I um, am, am negative or if i find myself being like oh a drink looks good you know i go right to god I'll be like god i'm having this thought and he just pats me on the bed he's like oh, 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 you don't do that anymore james you have destroyed that opportunity no wine for you and i'm just like oh boy thanks god and um i um as a bartender you know sometimes i'll i'll pour like a, a Macallan or, you know, a really old scotch. And I'll, to this day, I still smell it. I'll be like, ah, and I'm like, nope, well, just not for me. <laughs> and um, I, I get a kick out of um, whenever I make a new batch of something, like we have a lot of cocktails um, and they're always coming up with new ideas. And in six years, I've never tasted one of them, not one of them. And I um, I have a, good time you know finding servers because all the other servers are willing to try my creations so they're like oh that one's good James or that's bad and um, it's fun um, I don't know it's not romanticizing romanticizing the drink is um, one of those things like I said it's like a dream it's it's not really an issue for me but I can see how it can be an issue for some people. Um, because before I had my spiritual experience, um, it's what worked, you know, it worked for maybe two to four hours, and then it didn't work. And then I would just put more and more in my body, and then I got sicker and
2: sicker. So, um, that's what I got. Thanks, James. I think, uh, for me, and I've seen that show that, um, that Dennis was talking about. There's a lot of those shows in early sobriety. I shared at a men's meeting that I couldn't watch football anymore because there would be too many of those as he was describing uh, commercials like beer commercials and the beers and the drinks that here's, here's the hilarious part. I didn't even drink those drinks that were being advertised but i would be like oh yeah that would be great like a big thing um rob lowe has a podcast who he has 30 plus years uh sober himself and he was talking about how it's funny how there's different things that come up every couple of years and james probably knows because of the uh industry that he's in new drinks that come out right and he's like, the wine culture nowadays, I keep seeing everyone talking about how, oh, it's so nice, sitting, relaxing, having this. And, uh, or the new seltzers that came out on the scene the last couple of years.
0: I freaking yep. hate seltzer. And the crap. Right. The crap. It. It's like, everyone's like, oh, I want to. There's this new restaurant that opened up next to mine. It's called Lazy Dog. And you can sit down. And they've got a hundred and one different craft beers, and you can order a six pack while you're there at the bar. They'll bring you out a six pack, and you can take it home with you—a bunch of different flavors of beer. It's like, oh no, this is so bad.
2: <laughs> but like that doesn't at all. Like towards the end, I used to drink the IPAs because they would have a strong. Like I tried to play it off like I was a craft beer snob, right? But in <laughs> reality, like I would be a craft beer they had snob. Stronger
1: at all. alcohol content. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So I would have the IPAs, the Indian pale ales that were like, that tasted straight up just like the worst. It was like drinking uh, motor oil and with, with how much hops was in it, you would think I was a rabbit. And I would just drink this just so that way I could get more drunk. But in reality, usually I would be sneaking my drinks a couple hours before and be drinking uh ice beers the head you know so like romanticizing the drink is just me i have to actually like look into it right and i haven't thankfully i haven't done it in a while there hasn't been one new drink that i'm like ooh i wonder what that's all about like they have now they have high noons which are um a seltzer but instead it has uh vodka that's in it you know, and I don't look at that and go, oh, wow, like that would be so good because it was never I was never interested in the taste. Now, I'm grateful that I can go anywhere because there's certain things that I actually really did like. I liked I like happy hour. I like going to a happy hour. But now I like going to a happy hour because of the appetizers and the food and the prices. So I'll go and my fiance who does drink, she'll maybe have a cocktail and I will enjoy whatever appetizers they have. I, you know, I like uh, certain seafood. There's a lot of like mussels and like really good menu items that are on there. The first couple of years sober sure as anything, I stayed away from it because trying to justify to myself why I'm at a happy hour in early sobriety doesn't make any sense. And to be honest, some people, it doesn't make any sense anyway, but I'm spiritually sound that I'm not jealous, angry or resentful at going to a place and having other people enjoy drinks because I didn't enjoy the drink. I enjoyed what the drink actually did to me, but I didn't enjoy you actually sitting there and doing it like not even a little bit, you know? Um, So I don't know as far as any advice that, you guys have for someone knowing when is it a okay time like there's a line in my opinion of when it's romanticizing a drink and when it's just um i guess being like i don't i i don't know how to say it like i i think when you know that the romanticizing is not just you looking back at a memory and talking about it and when it's actually going into an unsafe area.
1: Well, I would think it would be like, you know, you might not always catch yourself romanticizing until you're in the middle of it or whatever. But to me, it's like, when you're thinking about like how good it would be or how I wish I could do that or how, Fun or nice or relaxing, or you know, would be if I did this, then you're romanticizing it, right? But if you're talking about that one time you went to the beach with your boys and you're talking about how much fun you have and not making the drinking as the center of that memory, then you're not romanticizing, you're living in a nostalgic presence of your life you know now if you take that nostalgic experience and then turn around and say oh i want to live that again but i can't because i don't drink then you're kind of tiptoeing a different or difficult territory because the truth is is you can relive that without the drink and my suggestion would be Get your boys together in sobriety and go out to the beach and enjoy yourself without the alcohol. And make new memories of it so you're not attached to, you know, the drinking being the center of everything in your life. Yeah? Mm. Thanks, Dennis. You're welcome, James. You agree yeah. with that, James? Yeah. Okay. Okay.
2: Me too. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would I would say like everybody has their show like there was actually if you do watch shows or movies or anything else um, I used to love the movie Beer fest and I did not watch beer fest for the first couple years um, when I was trying to learn this new way of life because I loved that and I would drink with that movie uh, it's always sunny in Philadelphia was a TV show I used to watch all the time and they would have certain, uh, there were shows where you'd watch it. And this is a a different, uh, time. I, I don't think, you know, 20, 30 years ago, they had this, but you would watch the show. And if certain things happened in the show or the movie, then you would have a drink or you would have a shot or you would do this as it was going. And I used to enjoy doing that. And it took me a while to actually be able to watch things. Um, you know, it's, it's just, I guess rationalization, like if I'm rational over rationalizing why I'm at a place or uh, thinking about a memory in a certain way is probably not a safe thing to do for very long, you know, to be in that mindset.
1: Yeah. Well, and I think too early on in sobriety, I think you, it is important for us to limit exposing ourselves to that. Right. So until we like smash that idea of drinking again, or like that obsession or that craving, it's like been lifted through a spiritual experience or whatever. We should be conscious of the situations we put ourselves in, you know, like there's no reason you need to watch sunny in Philadelphia every week. Right. You can, you can wait a year or so until you, you know, it's not a trigger anymore and then you can catch up on it on Hulu or wherever, you know,
2: yeah. Well, thank you, Dennis. Any, any final words to wrap up or you want to put a ball on this week?
1: I, I have something to say since we're talking about movies and drinking. And I found this out a while ago. I think James will find this really interesting is, you know, Spider-Man Tom Holland. Yeah. He, he's only like what? 20 something years old, early twenties. And he did a couple of interviews where he had talked about drinking. Right. And he doesn't drink anymore. Like he talked about like how he realized that he was had this obsession and stuff. And I don't know if he's in the rooms or anymore, but there's like several interviews that he had done where he actually addresses like, the obsession of drinking and stuff and how he noticed it in himself and and quit and all of that. I thought that was really interesting.
2: Yeah. I actually, I listened to one with uh, Jason Bateman, uh, Will Arnett that are both in the rooms. And uh, also uh, who's the guy that played um, Jack on um, anyway, anyway, those two guys, they have a podcast with the guy that was Jack and Will and Grace. Um, that actor that's in there. And he did not use any references as slogans. They didn't bring up anything uh, either. So I imagine that he probably dealt with it a different way. Um, but yeah, I did hear that, Dennis. That was a couple of weeks ago that I heard. Yeah. So
1: good for him, right? Yeah, absolutely. Getting, get, getting a grip on it when you're young is a blessing I didn't have. <laughs>
2: Yeah, well, and now look at us, right? <laughs> Still young, yeah. Dennis. Still young. Yeah, yeah. All right. Thanks, yep. Dennis. So well, young.
0: I'm about to watch Ninja Turtles. The cartoon. Oh, nice.
2: Of childhood. Yeah. Hey.
0: Spoiler nice.
2: alert: They all die. And
0: shredders in every episode. Yeah,
1: that's yep. pretty cool. Well, you saw the movie, right? The new one. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, I've heard a lot of good things about it.
0: And I saw Blue Beetle. It was good.
1: Nice. Yeah, I've heard good things about that, too. That's DC needs a win, for sure. Blue Beetle.
2: Yay. Well, we'll be back next Thursday sharing our experience, strength, and hope with you on episode 206, where the defective character is entirely read of all these character defects removed. moods. Remember, romanticize your partner, not the drink, silly. And we'll see you next <laughs> time.
1: Woohoo! <laughs>